Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. We have with us a seasoned pro, uh, Mr. Jay Connor. And this gentleman has been buying and selling houses for 14 years and a population of only 40,000 people with profits averaging 64,000. I'm super impressed with that. He's rehabbed over 300 houses and been involved in over $52 million in transactions. This guy has such a wealth of knowledge to share, and he's gonna talk a lot about private money today and how that can help you as a real estate investor. So with that, welcome to the show, Jay Connor. Thank you so much, Holly. I'm excited to be here with you, and I just appreciate so much the opportunity to share this information about how other real estate investors like myself can really get unlimited funding for their deals, regardless of their credit or income. Well, I'm really excited about it, and I'm a huge fan of private money. I've definitely um, transitioned away from hard money, for the most part, into private money, so I can't wait to, to learn from you today. So why don't you start out by telling us your backstory and your background? Sure. So my wife, Carol Joy, and I, here in Eastern North Carolina, have been investing in single family houses for 14 years. And so starting out, I really only read a book or two. And so the first house I looked for, I actually looked in the Homes Magazine when Realtors actually used to publish monthly magazines. Oh, yeah. This was all before, you know, the online, you know, uh, explosion of the internet and so somebody had told me, Jay, you need to find the ugliest, nastiest smelling house that you find that's going to run everybody else off and you need that house. Well, let me tell you, I found it. So this house had been shown over 60 times. It had been in the MLS for 90 days. And bear in mind, 14 years ago, if you could fog a mirror, you could get money back then. And I was surprised nobody bought this house. So anyway, I negotiated the deal, bought this little single family house, or got it under contract for $50,000. And the after repaired value was going to be $140,000. I knew I was going to have to put an additional $50,000 in it to rehab it. So I had a $40,000 spread. Well, I tell you, Holly, I was so excited about having my first house under contract that I, um, I went and got Carol Joy. I said, babe, you've got to come ride with me and look at this house. Well, I couldn't even get Carol Joy out of the driveway to look at this house. She was so scared. And so then, well, at least my dad will look at it with me. So then I went and got my dad, took him over there. He did get out of the driveway, but he walked inside the front door. He gagged. He looked at me and he says, son, have you lost your mind? And the good news is I hadn't lost my mind. Went and closed on it, put 50000 in it. Bear in mind at this time, I was funding the deal with an unsecured line of credit. Again, Paul Gamera, get money. So um, end of this story very quickly, or the beginning of, the, of the, my career, um, I cashed out in 60 days, pocketed $40,000. I like this business. So my first year I did three houses, just wanting to make sure I could understand the rehabbing process and marketing, et cetera. 
So fast forward uh, the first six years of my career. So I back up until eight and a half years ago, I was funding all of my deals like that one with lines of credit at the bank. So I remember. Hey, let me ask you, what was your interest rate that you paid for those lines of credit at the bank? If I may ask. Yeah. 14 years ago, it was 7%. So it wasn't bad, you know, okay. it wasn't bad. Um, it was the local bank, you know, it wasn't a hard money lender. So we'll talk about hard money if you want to here in a moment. Um, and so I call up my banker, Holly, standing right here in this office, right behind this chair eight years ago. And I get Steve on the phone, my banker. I tell Steve about two deals I've got under contract, going to have over $100,000 in profit on these two deals. And this is the same conversation I'd had many, 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 many times for six years. And there was dead silence on the other uh oh <laughs> which is never a good sign steve cleared his throat i remember exactly what he said he says jay i'm sorry but the bank has collapsed your line of credit well i knew collapsing a line of credit didn't sound good but i didn't know what it was i said steve what do you mean you have collapsed my line of credit he says jay we're just not loaning money out to real estate investors anymore the first thought was it should have been nice to know that before I got earnest money tied up. And then secondly, my thought was, what am I going to do? Well, let me tell you something. My definition of coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. And in less than two weeks, I was introduced to this wonderful world of private money. And so in less than 90 days from being cut off from the banks, I was able to attract and raise $2,150,000 in private money so it was a blessing in disguise my banker by cutting me off actually gave me a raise because now i've got more lines of credit than I did at the bank and so since that time holly i have not missed out on a deal because i did not have the money wow that is awesome you know so i've had times where a rug has been pulled out from under me like okay do i give up do i go crawl in bed and put the covers over my head and say game over no i'm like okay well, my resources are pulled out from me it's time to get resourceful where can i go i ask myself the questions how can i solve the problem where can i go for money where can i go for this and that and you definitely did that i'm yep. impressed and what a blessing well keep telling us more about that sure so i got the private money uh lined up um had all this money pledged and so, as I said, I haven't missed out on a deal. I buy a lot of, um, of course, I buy a lot of bank-owned properties. But in the market today, Holly, I'm really not getting most of my deals from bank-owned properties. Uh, recently in the market, they're like really high priced. And of course, in a lot of areas across the nation, uh, there's just a lot of competition on bank-owned properties um, with other real estate investors. So Carol Joy and I developed this foreclosure system where we track every notice of default when someone's been served in our area. And I mean, we are only in a 40,000 population area and we track them. And then I also developed an eight letter campaign to where we direct mail these people before they go to sale. So my intention is to reach out and offer solutions to these people that are in financial distress give them some money to help them move on. I get a 57% response to these letters, which is wow. crazy. 
but it's because it's eight letters and it's, the message to market is perfect. So I buy about 25% of our houses from tracking them with the foreclosure system. That is incredible. So um, I'm assuming you're, as you reach out, you're offering solutions other than you buying the house right up front. You're not like, I know you're losing your house and I'm going to take it from you at pennies on the dollar. It's a total opposite of that. You're coming from probably a place of a concern and compassion. But because you do that, then who do they turn to when they can't solve the problem? They're going to have you right there that they trust, right? You, you read my mind. You must have ESPN. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. We send the letters. When they respond, I, one of our first questions is, would you like, to keep your house, would you stay in your house? And we have ten different ways that they can keep them. Unfortunately, because they're behind on payments, most of the time they don't have the finances to keep them or whatever. But when we help them keep their house and talk about deferment payment programs with their lender and etc., when they keep it, we don't make one penny off of that. But you know what? My philosophy is: if I help enough other people get what they want, I don't have to worry about me and my team. Yep. Amen, brother. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, tell us more. And I know this is backtracking a little bit, but when you found the private money, tell us more what that is, what that looks like, sure. how it's yeah. different from hard money and where you found your money to get those deals. Exactly. So first, let me define, as you just alluded to, the definition, my definition of a private lender. So a private lender is simply an individual, just like you, just like me, just like your listeners and viewers here on your show. It's an individual that loans their money out to a real estate investor, entrepreneur, either from their investment capital or from their retirement funds. You know, I didn't even know about, heard anything about self-directed IRAs until eight years ago when I started raising private money. And oh my world, I mean, oh my word, what a world. I became a private lender myself with my retirement funds by moving my retirement funds to a self-directed IRA. The reason for me and for my students across the nation it's so important to learn about self-directed IRAs is because right now, Carol Joy and I have got 45 private lenders, individuals, funding our deals and over half of them are using their retirement funds and they never heard about private money, never heard about self-directed IRAs until I told them about it. So they transferred their funds tax-free, penalty-free to a self-directed IRA company and now over half of them fund our deals from their self-directed IRA. That's awesome. I've definitely, I've been a lender from self-directed IRA and a self-directed, I believe it's called HSA, health savings account. Yeah. I mean, these two little accounts only had 15,000 each in them for a total of 30 grand, which I can't do too much exciting stuff with in the stock market. And I don't even want to, you know, try and learn about, you know, the best way to do that. But I do know about real estate. So I definitely um, loaned mine to a real estate investor too to do that. What a great opportunity. Yeah. So part of that definition, uh, if I may take a moment, uh, part of that definition of being a private lender, let's talk about 
who I'm not talking about. So I'm not talking about hard money lenders. Now I'm not slamming hard money lenders. There's a lot of them out there and you know, they have funded, you know, millions of deals for real estate investors that didn't know about private money. So hard money is a middle person or is a brokerage and they, all they're doing is they're buying and selling money. Okay. Or they're, they're being a broker of the money. So a private lender, what I teach, uh, and Carol Joy and I do 35 live events all across the nation every year. Um, got one coming up next week. And so what we teach is how to go straight to the source of getting the funding for your deals. It's the same sources that the hard money lender goes to. In fact, there are hard money lenders now across the nation that use my materials and my teaching on how to raise private money because it's the same thing to either build their brokerage or to go to the source. So there's two main categories of getting private money. One is people that are in your, uh, your own warm market, your own centers of influence, people you've got some kind of relationship with. All those contacts in your cell phone, they are a potential private lender or they know somebody that may be a private lender. On the other hand, hard, oh, and the other, the other source on private money is existing private lenders. So real quick, how do you find existing private lenders? One way is to network at self-directed IRA events. There's a lot of individuals at those events that have money in their retirement accounts and they don't know what to do with it. So it's our ethical and moral responsibility to fix their problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, and then real quick, when I say not hard money, real quick, the national average that a hard money lender will advance on purchase price Purchase price is 80% of purchase. We have to come up with the difference. Private money, 100% of purchase and up to 25% of the rehab up front. Interest rates for hard money are averaging 14%. Private money is between 7 and 8%. Origination fees with hard money lenders is averaging 4%. Private money, 0%. There's no fees for renewing uh, with private money. And... Um, and, and then beyond that, the, um, the access, you know, a hard money lender will put a limit on what you can borrow. We can borrow from unlimited numbers of uh, private lenders. And then, you know, the, the, uh, there's no credit check, no credit check. Your credit's got nothing to do with borrowing. It's because this, and this is a writer downer, private money in my world, is a collateral loan. It's got nothing to do with your credit, nothing. You can be broke. You can have a 450 credit score, which is pretty low by the way, <laughs> because it's the deal that the private lenders are loaning the money based on. Right, and if I can interject there, you'll also hear it called asset-based lending because the lender is lending their funds if it's you know say it's an individual like me and i'm loaning my money to jay i'm loaning it based on the value of the home that he's borrowing the money against rather than his credit score or his salary or his w-2 
you know, nothing like that. I am looking at the value of the asset. So asset-based lending, that's another term for this, which hard money lenders are the same, they're in the same strategy category. They're loaning based on that, but plenty of them will ask for a credit report and yep. plenty of them, you know, it'll be a lot more restrictive. That's for sure. That's right. That's right. And you know, the blessing of private money, I mean, right now, Carol Joy and I have almost $6 million uh, from our private money lenders and we just move it from house to house. I mean, right now we have 12 houses that are either under rehab in our small market that are either under rehab or we've just put them on the market. Now I'll tell you a lot of our, oops, <laughs> sorry about that. I dropped the phone. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> let, me get, let me get you back. Good save. <laughs> there you go. So a lot of our exit strategies, uh, we sell a lot of homes on rent to own, lease option selling, because Holly, I know you know, 80% of Americans today still can't go to the bank and get a mortgage. 80%. Wow. Even, even with how booming the market is, and so there's 80% of the people out there that want to enjoy the American dream and don't think they can. So we'll sell them the home on rent to own. And typically it'll take six to 12 months for us to help them raise their credit scores to where they can cash out and we transfer the title over into their name. Okay. What is the typical loan to value that you keep your loans at? Are your private lenders, all the money in the deal, part of the money in the deal, do you stack one on top of the other? I know I'm asking a few questions, but tell us about your style. So the maximum loan to value is 75% of the after repaired value. Okay. So not 5% of purchase, 75% of the after repaired value. From our existing private lenders, they will max out at 65% of the after repaired value. But since we're buying houses at 30 to 50% of the after repaired value, that's why the math works on us getting 100% funding of the purchase price. Because for example, if you have an after repaired value of $200,000, of course, I know in California, you can't even get an outhouse for $200,000. <laughs> but here in North Carolina, <laughs> so, so we got an after repair sorry. So we got an after repaired value of two hundred thousand here in North Eastern North Carolina. Let's say I buy that house for a hundred thousand dollars. We're gonna sell it for two hundred after repair. So I may borrow from the private lender one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars at purchase, get my twenty-five thousand dollars at closing. I get a check, I get paid to buy houses. So I haven't even borrowed 75% of the after repaired value. I'll use that 25,000 on the rehab. And once it's rehab, now the private lender has got a $75,000 equity cushion. So that's the percentage you asked about stacking. Yes. So existing private lenders pretty much are not interested in stacking an existing private lender. They always want to be in first position. But I have a number of private lenders in the warm market out of those 45 private lenders that may only have $30,000 to work with or 25,000, that kind of thing. That's my minimum. If you don't have $25,000, I, I don't have anywhere to put it. You know? So I may buy a property for a hundred thousand, 
then use one of my warm market private lenders that only has 25,000 to work with. Like you were talking about, you've got 30,000 in your retirement funds. Then I'll take that money, put it in second position in junior position, disclose to the private lender they are in junior position, but here's the deal. We then add together both loans, the $100,000 purchase, the $25,000 junior lien. So now I have 125,000. So here's the deal. We want to be careful and not go over 75% of the total loan to value. So the total loan to value is adding more than one loan or mortgage together and then dividing by the um, after repaired value. Got it. And what kind of interest rates do you pay your lenders and do first and second position get the same interest rates or do you vary it depending on how much they invest with you? Because I know those are all variables you can kind of play with also. Exactly. So all the private lenders in first position, I pay 8%. Now I have some friends that do the, do the negotiating game. Like some of my friends will say, I say friends, other real estate investors that raise private money would say, well, I'm offering a high rate of return. What sounds high to you? And when they say 6%, they don't argue. I don't play that game. Particularly here in my small area. I mean, everybody knows everybody, right? <laughs> And uh, like, you know, eight of my private lenders go to church with us. So I'm paying all them people the same thing, 8%. And it's interest only. I don't pay principal and interest because you know what? It helps my cash flow. And the private lender doesn't want principal and interest because if they're getting the principal back, they don't have all of their money working. Right. So first position, 8%. Second position, 10%. Okay. I love it. Um, I think he answered those questions. Hey, you know, one of the questions I haven't asked you is um, like, how do you find private lenders yourself? Right. So two main categories, people in your warm market that you have a relationship with and then existing private lenders. So let's talk about those existing private lenders for a moment. I already mentioned networking at a self-directed IRA event, but those events are not, you know, necessarily in your hometown. So how do you find existing private lenders without having to go to an event? Two ways. First way is the hard way that I started doing it eight years ago. I hired my attorneys paralegal off hours to research public records in our courthouse looking for mortgages, deeds of trust in our state, most people call them mortgages, looking for mortgages that had the lender listed as an individual name and no seller carrybacks, no owner finance and loaning money out secured on a property other than their property. So my paralegal or my attorney's paralegal would find me like maybe one on average a month, one a month. Well, one a month is better than none. So I discovered quickly I needed to develop some software that would go across the nation searching for all mortgages on all public records every month and finding all these private lenders, individuals, getting rid of seller carrybacks, getting rid of owner finance stuff, truly only relevant data. So 
starting six years ago, so now going for six years, I've had my own private vendor data feed that I also, uh, you know, share with my students. But in this private vendor data feed, all you do is you type in the zip code anywhere in the nation. I say start out with your zip code. Type in your zip code and you can search from 25 miles out to 500 miles away from the zip code and boom, you hit the return button. In a matter of a second, you have got every individual private lender within that search criteria that loaned out money. And so we keep the information current for four months because after four months it's sort of getting stale. And then we have what's called gold stars and green stars. Now I like stars. Green stars were individuals that have loaned out two or more private loans in the past year, but I really love the gold stars. Gold stars were individuals that have loaned out more than, five, I mean, five or more private loans in the past year. And so I've got their contact information, how much money they're loaning out, the loan to values that they're doing. And so then, of course, I have letters and et cetera in the data feed that we mail out to them. You know we can openly solicit now, Holly, due to 5036B, but I don't openly solicit because if I do, I'm stuck with only borrowing from accredited investors. And so I have letters that just establishes a relationship as people that are interested in real estate investing. And then when they respond, now I can interview them. I don't sell them on my private lending program. I interview them on what they're used to getting and et cetera. So those are the two primary ways. That's really interesting. What a, once again, you had a, a problem or a challenge, not too big, but you wanted more private money. Yeah. And you got this awesome solution. That sounds incredible. I love it. Exactly. So, so what do you say to a potential private lender? Well, let me just share what I'm, I've been saying. I mean, I've got multiple scripts, but what I've been saying for, the past eight years when I first learned about private money. Um, I, could, I could talk over the phone with them. It's a casual short conversation. So I can talk with them over the phone or it could be in person. But let's say that I'm calling up a guy named Wayne that's older. I know him in church. I haven't talked to him, um, you know, personally, maybe in two or three weeks or whatever. So I'll call up Wayne. I'll say, Hey Wayne, this is Jay. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Have a little chit chat. And then I get right to it. And I'll say, Wayne, as you know, I'm investing in real estate these days. And actually I'm still taking advantage of the tidal wave of foreclosures that are going on. <laughs> but Wayne, what I'm about to tell you, very few people know about because the only way they find out is if I tell them in fact, this is one-on-one -on -one for me and by referral only. And then I'll say, <laughs> Wayne, you see, the only way people find out about this is if I tell them, and here it is, Wayne, I have now opened up my real estate investing business to people that I know and trust. Now let's stop right there. I just told Wayne, we got a relationship. I trust you, you trust me. And then I say, and I've got a program that may or not be for you. So you see, I'm not trying to do any kind of hard sell on, on Wayne. And then I say, Wayne, I am now paying up to 20 times as much in returns as people can get through traditional resources. 
what I'm referring to there is CDs. Did you know, I'll do an aside right now, did you know the average 12 month certificate of deposit right now is paying a whopping 0.34% right now? You can tra track that every Thursday on the front page of the money section in USA Today in the lower left hand column in a green box, it'll tell you what the CDs are. But back to the script. I'm now paying up to 20 times as much, not 20%. 20 times as much in returns as people can get through traditional resources. But Wayne, unless you answer yes to the following question, there's no need for me to send you any information. That's called the takeaway. And then I say to Wayne, the question is Wayne, do you have investment capital or retirement funds that is not giving you high rates of return safely and securely. And then I go quiet, which is sort of hard for me to do. And so then I go, <laughs> You and me both, my friend. <laughs> so then I go quiet. Well, if, if Wayne answers no, I know he's broke because 0.34% is not a high rate of return, but he says yes. I then tell Wayne, I said, well, Wayne, I've got a 16-minute audio that gives a beautiful overview of my program. Notice I don't tell him anything about real estate. I don't tell him anything about private. I let my 16-minute audio called Stress-Free Investing do the job. And, of course, you know, CDs are on the way out. So I've converted that to an MP3 and a YouTube link so I can just zap it to them on their smartphone. And so my 16 minute CD just gives an overview of what private money is and private lending. And it leads them to the next step, which is the one-on-one -on -one with me where I do spill the beans and go over my private lending program. And again, this is all to my warm market as to what interest rate I'll pay, how they're protected, how they can get their money back in case they have an emergency. So they're not stuck and uh, where I'm investing in the term of the notes and et cetera. Here's what I've discovered, Holly. When they get to the one-on-one, -on -one, they're in. They just don't know it yet because they're not going to have a one-on-one -on -one with me unless they've got investment capital right. or retirement funds. So that little audio does the job. Do you uh, let them know about your $25,000 minimum in your initial conversation or is that in the audio or where do you bring that up? Actually, it's not. Actually, it is in the audio. Yeah, the okay. audio does mention the minimum. That's right. <laughs> no, no need to talk if you got, you know, a thousand dollars. I know. Right. I've had people, you know, email me and message me on Facebook. Hey, I just saved up some money. Can I invest a thousand dollars with you? And I thought that wouldn't even last me an hour in my business. But you know, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I mean, I usually have a thousand for my minimum. But yeah, I mean, people get right. so excited and they hear about it. Like, sorry, 500,000 bucks isn't going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, you've raised a lot of private money. Um, is what I'm going over here resonating with you? Absolutely. You pay um, a little bit lower interest rate than I do, but that is a function of the free market of the economy of supply and demand. You have plenty of money, so you don't need to pay mm -hmm. a high rate of return. I started out paying 12% for a first position note a few years ago, probably three, four years ago. Now our mm -hmm. highest rate we pay anyone is 10%. So we're Good. between eight and 
and we make it a function of how much someone's investing. So I pay 8% this month. So, you know, don't hold me to it, anyone. You never know. The market changes 8% on amounts under 100,000, 9% up to 200,000, and we'll pay 10% if it's 200,000 or over. But it is tricky sometimes. It's a little shell game of if someone does want to invest less than 100 grand, you know, where do I put their money? And it's usually a second position and they know it like, well, you've got a smaller amount. So you're a second position. Someone with half a million right. is going to have a lot more priority of where I put their money. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been fascinating. I can't believe we've already been talking over 30 minutes because I think we could. Are you serious? Hour. I know. It's so much fun. I love it. I love oh, my lands. Well, I'll have to have you back for another show down the road because I'm sure there's some, um, I mean, it just opens up a whole new world and opportunity. And my personal opinion is, hey, if you're brand new in real estate, don't go out and raise a bunch of money for your first deal. If you don't know what you're doing, you know, get a mentor, get underneath someone else because Absolutely. you don't want to put other people's money and their life savings and their retirement savings at risk if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. So get experience before you take this, this route is my, you know, just like you got experience with your own money and your own line of credit. Before oh yeah. You started calling up everybody in your church because <laughs> the church might um, run you out of town if you took everyone's money and didn't know what you were doing. So. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, let's talk about um, the free gifts that we have for people today. So if you come to my site, um, Jay has generously given for our free download this week um, a PDF of his book called The New Masters of Real Estate, Getting Deals Done in the New Economy. So do um, you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So this book uh, that you just referenced, uh, it hit number one on Amazon under real estate investing about two years ago. And uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, I co-authored it with some of my very dear friends that are very successful. So the book gives a great overview of from A to Z, all the different aspects of real estate investing. And I don't have it today. So maybe when you have me back on Holly, I've got a new book, brand new book being released this fall that and closed me out. So hopefully you'll come back. There you are. So I got a new book coming out called where to get the money now. All right. Oh, I love it. So that's all going to be about private money, but that'll be later in the fall. So again, this, this book here that you're offering at uh, your site, uh, just gives a nice introduction and overview to real estate investing in single family houses. I love it. So my listeners, you can get that free download as always on my website at hardhatholly.com. And this week's show is show 66. So you're going to go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 66. You can also get it by texting hard hat with no spaces between it. It's hard hat to the number 38470. That's go set up a new text to 38470 and text the word hard hat there. And we will send you this download as well as a link to all the past downloads. And now Jay is also offering an audio. So Jay um, is going to tell us the link where we can go to get the free audio at his site. So Jay, 
Um, tell us about that, and um, this is fascinating. Go ahead. Sure. So I've put together a special audio. Uh, it's 60 minutes long, so it's got a lot of content in it. And the title of the audio is How I Raised $2,150,000 in Less Than 90 Days When Cut Off from the banks. And so on that audio, I go through the five steps on getting private money from your warm market. And then I go through the five steps of how you get private money from existing uh, private lenders. And so we've got that up at jayconnor.com, J-A-Y. Now I'm a weird one. I'm E-R, not O-R. J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash Secrets to named after Holly's show. Secrets to real estate. And that's all in lowercase after the uh, backslash. So jconnor.com forward slash all in lowercase secrets to real estate. Perfect. So go there, guys. Get that. You get a whole additional 60 minutes of learnings from Jay. And you can tell he knows what he's talking about. What a blessing it's been to have you on our show today. Jay, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I look forward to having you back and teaching us more from what's coming up in your new book. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart and all of our listeners. Thank you so much, Holly, for having me. And I tell you what, I've been interviewed by a lot of podcasters, but I tell you what, you take the prize. Oh, Wonderful. so nice. Wonderful. Thank you. To thank be you with so you. Thank much. you for having me on, and I hope you'll have me back. Oh, definitely we will. And listeners, um, I'm tired of hearing excuses of why you can't make things happen. And Jay just solved a really big problem for people that say they don't have the money. Get a little bit of experience. Get it from, you know, working with other people. And then there's pretty much unlimited money. There's more money than you can ever soak up, right? Wouldn't you agree, Jay? <laughs> right now, that's so hard to believe, but I just researched it less than 30 days ago. Right now, just in the United States, individuals that have cash sitting on the sideline, they don't know what to do with it, and retirement money that's sitting in cash, they don't know what to do with it. Right now, 18 trillion with a T, with a T of cash sitting out there. And as I said uh, earlier in the uh, podcast, um, we need to help people solve that problem by sharing with them this wonderful world of private money. And it's a win-win. It's a win for them. It's a win for us. Amen. I love it. So help these people put their money to work. It's a win-win. You're going to make money. They're going to make money. It's a secure investment. You're securing them with a deed of trust or a mortgage, yep. depending on what state you're in. So yep. get out there. It's your obligation to do this. You, know, you have the knowledge and the tools. So get out there and make it happen. I can't wait to hear about all of your success stories and get out there and have a great day.